So, Pete, what are we talking about today? Uh, sorry, Kev, I gotta warn you. Um, you need to check your cats. All of your cats. I know you own them. Check my cats. Yes, next time you hear one of your cats meowing, I need you to actually go in the room it's at and make sure nope. it's not a small Japanese boy. Wait, hold on. That wasn't the direction I was expecting to go here. It's ghosts, Kev. We're talking about Asian ghosts. Are they different than regular ghosts? Holy shit, are they different. And where do cats... I mean, I... You're saying that cats are bringing about the end of the world. No, I'm just saying little boy ghosts make cat noises. Can we just start the damn episode? Please. Welcome to Fearless Films. Fearless Films is a podcast where a horror movie buff, that's me, breaks down scary movies for the scaredy cats. That's me. So they don't have to watch the movie. And I don't want to try to figure out this movie, apparently. What the hell is going on? We're talking about The Grudge, Kev. Is Oh, is this that time I was in? We were in middle school, and I just kept throwing you against the wall in gym. It was a padded wall. I thought you'd be fine. You really need to let it go. No, we're not talking about Frozen. What? <laughs> let it go. Oh, God. Oh, that joke was terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. Can we edit that? You've told that Can joke. Can we edit this no, whole podcast no, no, so it's no, nothing? No, no. We're talking about the 2004 American remake of Japanese horror film, The Grudge. See, you keep on saying it's a remake. Yeah. Even though you've only said it once this episode. But you keep saying that. And I don't believe it because I've only ever heard of one grudge. So the original is called Juon, and then the American okay. version is called The Grudge, and both have many, many sequels. Yeah, but who makes movies, Pete? Americans. No, not just Americans, but thanks. Yeah, there's Bollywood, but that's about it. Okay. Right? If only. If USA! Only. USA! USA! Nobody's joining you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little bit weirded out if people actually did randomly jump into this at that point that'd be kind of a mess what are we talking about again i got messed up in patriotism yeah. patriotic patrioticacy mm, you need to stop drinking <laughs> so remember when we talked about the ring and how it was like a surprise hit it was a remake of a japanese film and hollywood didn't really think it was going to do much but it did like gangbusters yeah yeah so you know hollywood kev then they just immediately started doing as many of those as they could. They're like, we don't know what went right, but let's just keep doing similar things to in the hopes that it'll go right again. Pretty much. And the next but one, but this they... is big, wasn't? It? I mean, um, we should talk about it later. But I've heard about this movie, so it must have been bigger than nothing. Oh yeah, it was. It's definitely the second biggest J horror remake franchise after The Ring. How many J horror remakes are there, Pete? I don't even want to think about it, Kev. All right, well, don't think about it. Just talk to me about what happens in this movie. All right, I'm assuming right. somebody wrong, somebody else, and there's, you know, bad feelings that are held onto for an extended period of time, and there's probably death involved. The end. Thanks uh, for everybody for listening to Fearless Films. I just told you everything that you need to know about The Grudge. Yeah, but, like, there's, there's people die in uh stuff whoa big twist here all right you know what 
<laughs> I'm just going to say the things and you shut up. So the movie opens with a little title placard that talks about um, a you know Japanese curse that is born when someone dies in the grips of extreme rage or sorrow, and then that curse can be passed on to other people. Cool context, I guess. Great. It's a. I mean, that sounds like the curse would be all over the place then. You'd think. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about later why that annoys me. So the opening scene of the movie, actor Bill Pullman. You know Bill Pullman, the president from Independence Day? Yeah. 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 Is I'm hoping he's also the president from Independence Day in this movie. No, he's somebody Damn. else. But the movie opens with him standing on the balcony of a high-rise apartment building, and his girlfriend or wife or whatever wakes up in bed and is like, sweetie, what are you doing? And he throws himself off the edge. Wow. You know, it seems a little cruel that he waited for her to wake up, you know? Yeah. I'm just assuming that he'd been out there for a while and being like, am I going to do it? And then she's like, she's like, sweetie. And then he's like, nope, that's it. I'm gone. Wow. So the scene then cuts to something completely different. We just wanted to watch this random person jump off a building because fuck Bill Pullman. Let's move on. Yeah, I might as well tell you now, Kev, this is one of those movies that's not told in chronological order. So do we get more Bill Pullman? Eventually. Yay, more Bill Pullman! I don't know why I'm on Bill Pullman's side here. Maybe I just like saying the name Bill Pullman. Well, he did deliver one of the greatest speeches in cinema history, so... That is true. Anyway, we come to an old white lady named Emma, who lives in Japan for some reason. Uh, <laughs> they do that. And she has a caretaker, because she's she's older, and she's described as being unresponsive and like clinically lethargic basically she doesn't talk or respond to anything and just lays in bed all day cool so a japanese caregiver comes to her house a girl named yoko checks on her but then she goes upstairs and is attacked by something in the closet just something something we're not sure what yet but something grabs her and you see her like lifted up and her legs are kicking and stuff not fun no we then cut to something completely different again Damn it, movie, just let me catch up here. I'm just getting settled in one scene, and then you throw me into another one. Our new character we're introduced to is Buffy the Vampire Slayer wakes up in her apartment in Japan. (laughs) Oh, damn! We've got the president from Independence Day and Buffy? Yes. This is great. So Sarah Michelle Gellar plays a character named Karen. She's our main character. She kills vampires. Mm, I wish, but not in this She has movie. a sordid love affair that is very angsty with vampires? No, see, she's in Japan with her boyfriend, and he is neither Angel or Spike. Then so, it's not real. What the fuck? This movie, yeah, there's, there's no point to listen to the rest of this movie. This movie is not canon in my life. Her boyfriend in this movie is also, like, barely a character. It's oh. pretty amusing. This is probably, she was, you know how they used to break up a lot? It, this this is probably just her like in between, either coming going back to Angel or, you know, just having a weird fling. Yeah. Uh, she went to Japan and she dealt with so and so Steve or whatever and didn't even worry worry about it. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on this one. Okay, great. So uh, her boyfriend's attending college in Japan, so she's with him and she's just uh, working to pay the bills. She is also a caregiver, and she's called into work to take her first solo case, which we find out is the old lady from earlier. Don't do it. 
she's told Yoko never showed up for work, and she's told this by her boss, Ted Raimi. What the hell? Yeah, uh, Sam Raimi produced the American remake of The Grudge. So, oh, okay. of course, his brother had to be in it in some capacity. Yep. Which, once again, there's a lot of white people just living in Japan. <laughs> they There's a lot of weebs over here, uh, Pete. Oh. <laughs> all right, they're all weebs, gotcha. <laughs> they all just moved over to Japan because they thought they'd be cooler over there. <laughs> so, um, Karen goes to the house, finds it in disarray. Emma is on the floor in distress, but unharmed. Uh, so Karen takes care of her, cleans up the house. Everything... Are you telling me that this this caretaker business identified this lady didn't come into work, found a replacement, and sent them over there? And in all that time, nobody actually went over there to help the lady that they're supposed to be caretaking? Well, the woman like lives with her adult son and his and his wife. So I'm sure they just assume, like, oh, sh- you know, somebody came home eventually. I, you know, so she's probably not gonna die. Whatever. Yeah, see, it's it's fine, Kev, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so Karen, after she cleans the house, she goes upstairs, and uh, she finds in one of the rooms, the closet is completely sealed with, like, layers and layers of tape. Like, all the cracks in the door just covered. And she hears a cat meowing from within. So I I have I've I have uh, previous knowledge that this might not be actually a cat. Uh, you would be correct. So well, sort of. So she tears all the tape down. She opens the closet door, and inside is a little boy holding a cat. Well, okay, you didn't tell me that in the beginning. That makes a lot more sense than a random little boy meowing. Yeah, it does for right now. <laughs> so of course, what she does is she calls her boyfriend, not the authorities. Because who the fuck is this little boy? <laughs> Doesn't matter. And she's just like, yeah, just, you know, I need you to come over here and, you know, and whatever. I don't know. She's just like, she calls her boyfriend. <laughs> she doesn't call the police. <laughs> she's just like, just come on over. There's a kid here, but whatever. Also in the closet was a book. It appears to be a journal, all in Japanese, and... All inside the journal is a photograph of Bill Pullman. <laughs> so that's a mystery. I, mean, I can't make fun of that. That's in my journal, too. Yeah, yeah. But that's a mystery we're going to hold on to for right now. There's no answer at the moment. Okay. While she's waiting for her boyfriend to show up, she finds downstairs a photo of the little boy she discovered and his parents. But in this, well, the photo is damaged. The mom's face has been torn out or burned out. Burned out photos of people's faces in movies is never a good sign. No. She tries to talk to the boy and in like he just he's just staring, like thousand yard stare, like intense. Well he and, was taped up in a closet. He's probably not having the best time of his life. Probably. And the only thing she ever gets him to say is uh, that his name is Toshio. Okay. Um I'm 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 glad to see that we're first introduced to our first non white character in this Japanese-based movie. Well, no, Yoko was our first non-white character, but, you know, she fucking died in ten seconds. I was gonna say, can we really say that we were ever introduced to Yoko? I never really got the sense of who Yoko was, you know? Like, I didn't get to know her. She broke up the Beatles. That's all we need to know. Wow. (laughs) Anyway. You say um, that like it's a hot take and not, like, 50 years of rumors. (laughs) 
So anyway, Emma finally speaks as well. And all she says is, I just want her to leave me alone. And before Karen can puzzle out what the fuck that means... It's Yoko. No, it's this other entity. Basically, from the top corner of the room, these shadows appear, and then this long-haired ghost literally just floats down from the ceiling, gets right up in Karen's face, and then the scene cuts to black. No, 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 no. You can't be in here. You had your own movie. You climbed out of TVs. Go back to that movie franchise. This is an entirely different long-haired Japanese We're dealing with little boys and cats here. (laughs) So the the scene cut takes us once again to a different point in time entirely. I hate this movie already. I know. It's like it's trying so hard to be a Tarantino flick. I would have stopped six times by now and been like, wait, what? Why are we here now? When's Bill Pullman coming back? (laughs) Like, not till the end of the movie. (laughs) So we see when Emma first moved into the house with her son and his wife. Her son is a businessman who's just been promoted and moved to Japan. Also, weird, weirdly enough, in this family, <laughs> the um, Emma also has an adult daughter who's also a business person who also lives and works in Japan. Everybody just lives and works in Japan, Pete. Get on the. I'm recording this from Japan. Oh shit! I moved. I never told you. <laughs> The pandemic, I never see you, so. Uh, but yeah, like, so they're all there, and the the son and his wife, they take care of the mom, and they're all excited. It's like, oh, what a nice house for her to have, you know, some space in. Wait, do they take great. care of the mom, or do they, like, take care of the mom? They seem to genuinely care about the mom, but yes, of course, they have a caregiver who's going to show up every day, because the the dad, uh, the husband is they're always working, and the wife doesn't seem super thrilled by this move like she doesn't know the language yet and she's really like nervous and doesn't know what she's gonna do so like whatever i guess <laughs> she seems to be like a she's just gonna be a stay-at-home wife and doesn't like have a job or anything i so. thought she was a businesswoman no, no no the sister is but damn it they don't this movie jumps around linear like non-linear it's got scenes that last 37 and a half seconds, and there's way too many characters. Uh, well, they'll be whittled down shortly. Don't worry. <laughs> what are you um, trying to say? Unbeseen to any of them, the realtor, as he's showing them around the house, uh, he takes a moment, He's he goes into the bathroom because he hears a noise, and sees a fucking ghost. Like, a face... Can we, com- can we rewind a little bit? Unbeseen? Shush. <laughs> Unknown. Right, so the realtor... The realtor just walks into the bathroom and he does just boo. Well, pretty much he walks in, the tub's full of water that's, like, dark and cloudy. He tries to reach in to unstop it, and, like, a fucking hand comes out and then just disappears. So, of course, he doesn't tell anyone. Well, no, he could lose the sale. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get that money. So they move in. Everything seems okay. Except, you know, Except this movie moves so ghost. fast that it seems okay for about an hour, and then it's not. Um, the wife, while she's home, hears noises and follows what looks like a child running around on the second floor. She enters a room. a child into this house? I don't know, man. She enters the room. The door slams behind her. Cut to the husband getting home later that night. The house is a mess. The mom's all alone. He checks on her. Goes looking for his wife. Finds the finds her in their bed, catatonic, unable to speak. She looks, like, scared out of her mind. 
He tries to help, but then that fucking kid Toshio shows up. <laughs> Looking all ghostly this time, however, like pale skin, dark circles under his eyes, and he pops out of nowhere and starts like screeching like a cat, like literally okay, making but- cat noises. Hold up, where is the actual cat? This is very important. Where this Nowhere cat to be seen, Kev. That's the mystery. So the wife then suddenly, seemingly suffocates to death. Okay, wow, all right. And Toshio leaps at the husband and the movie cuts to black. Again, because yeah. this movie doesn't want to actually show you anything actually happening. No, not really. Not a single death or anything. No, there's been no action rather than just wandering around that has been shown on film thus far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They were obviously trying to save some money on in the budget of like special effects. I guess, maybe, I don't know. Uh the next scene is Ted Raimi showing up to Emma's house looking for Karen because she never came back from her work shift. So this time he actually went looking. Wait, Karen... Buffy. Buffy. Yep. What happened to her again? Uh, She got Just attacked by a long-haired up. ghost. Oh, yeah, but it cut to black. That's why I didn't know what happened, because the movie never told me. Well, now you're about to find out. Ted Raimi shows up to the house, finds Emma dead, and Karen huddled in the corner, also, like, scared out of her mind and basically catatonic. He's going to get such bad reviews for this service. <laughs> he call he finally calls the police. It only took 3 deaths and 17 <laughs> ghosts and is questioned by Detective Nakagara and his assistant Igarashi. This doesn't seem like a very American American remake. Uh they wanted to try something different and be like, well we'll do an American remake with American people but have it take place in Japan because reasons great great that's gonna be that works out so well like when tom cruise does it let's just i'm just gonna be a white guy that goes and saves the day in japan see you later that was based on a thing that actually happened yeah mm. he was a dutchman i believe or a frenchman i can't we remember we should have hired a dutch frenchman but he wasn't an american so you got it there <laughs> uh so they the detectives determined that the husband and wife are missing Yoko is missing, and the only Everybody's remaining person to question, missing. huh? Everybody's missing. Yes. So the the only person they have left to even question is the husband's sister, Emma's daughter. You know. Yes. But before that, while searching the house, they go into the attic and find the desiccated bodies of the husband and wife. So that mystery got solved ten seconds after it was introduced. Okay, they're like, where'd they, oh, they're they're right there. But at least they looked in the attic this time, unlike other horror movies. Oh my god, flash me back <laughs> to our first ever episode. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, very strange, the husband and wife, their bodies are like dehydrated and almost rotting already, even though they've only been gone for like 12 hours. Okay, but when did they, when and how did they disappear again? Uh, Toshio was making cat noises, and then it cuts to black. Right, right. Uh, th- he suffocated the wife, so we know how she went, and then he just it just cut to black. I guess, yeah, something like Great. that. Great. All right. Oh, also in the attic, they find on the ground just a human jawbone that doesn't belong to anybody. I'm really hoping that it actually doesn't belong to anybody. It was just a human jawbone. Okay. 
Captain Kaz. Yeah? What you doing, buddy? I'm trying to take notes about all the things you're saying to kind of figure out what the fuck is going on in this movie, Pete. Oh, don't don't bother. Come on, man. You know better Listen, than that. Listen, I've got okay, Sarah Michelle Geller is giving a speech to the American soldiers, I think, right? No, no. There's aliens. Uh-uh. I'm All right, I'm going to delete that part. I don't think there's that many aliens, right? When is the ringer There's like a giant like kaiju monster, right? No. Right country, wrong movie. <laughs> All right, I'm. Let's take a break so I can try to get my shit together here. Uh, I'm not scared. I'm mostly just perplexed. I. That's understandable. I don't blame you. <laughs> Tell the uh, audience what we're going to talk about uh, next after this. Um. Thank goodness we're changing gears, <laughs> and next week I'm going to be talking about the American classic, Silence of the Lambs. I heard the the stress on Amer- on the American classic, homegrown Kansas America classic. You know it. Simply the uh, played by Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, real great cast in that one. Lots of. All right, we got Silence of the Lambs, which I personally am looking forward to because that is like a big iconic movie in the horror genre. Yes, and then after that. Uh, I'm going to go in the opposite direction, and we're going to talk about Lights Out, which is a movie whose existence is owed entirely to a very popular two-minute short horror film. Okay, so we're we're going with this, like, iconic Oscar-winning movie, and then we're going to go to a meme. Pretty much. Great. Awesome. Why not? I'm excited. All right, so that's that's two. Uh, how many have we gotten this month? Is that the last two for April? That's it for April, buddy. All right, and then we're going to do May, the month of new beginnings, springtime. And we've got a great list coming up for you that we'll uh, announce in a couple weeks. And until then, if you've got any suggestions, thoughts, or comments, you can always follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're Fearless Films Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Fearless Film Pod on Twitter. So go ahead and shoot us a tweet or whatever you want. You can also listen to us on any place that we, you know, have podcasts. Wherever you have a podcast, we're there. Uh, just, you know, give us feedback, give us a like. It helps with the algorithms and all that other stuff so more people can hear about us. And as always, we'd love to hear any recommendations. So go ahead and shoot those over to us. I am trying to talk longer so that I can avoid having to go back into this movie. Hey, (laughs) you can't stop it forever, Kev. We always go back. (laughs) We've got to go back. I think it's my kids this time. God damn it. (laughs) I'll give you points for that one. All right. So Guy Pierce is killing a guy for some reason, right? (laughs) Uh, No, I think he's chasing a guy. He's chasing a guy because his wife got killed. Nope, guy's chasing him. Guy's chasing him because his wife got killed? (laughs) God, I can't even make a joke about that movie. It's very confusing. Fuck it, let's just go back to the other one. Okay. Alright. So, we're back. And this has nothing to do with Guy Fox. Mm, No, very little. Okay. Wait, what part of it does? You said very little. This means it's a small Don't worry part. about it. 
All right. So when's Bill Pullman coming back again? Not yet. Damn it. <laughs> what happens next is Karen, Buffy, wakes up in the hospital and is comforted by her boyfriend. And Niles. Giles. No, no, no. Some young model looking guy who I don't even think. I don't I don't <laughs> recognize him from anything else. I don't know who he was. He's never been in a movie before or after this. Well, I'm sure he has, but nothing. There's questions about whether he's even existed before or after this movie. Are you taking... He just appeared in the parking lot on the day one, and then as soon as the movie was cut and released, he disappeared from our existence. Sometimes I wonder where, what world you live in, <laughs> and how can I see into it? Uh, single malt. Ah. Lefroy okay. is preferred. Well, all right, so they talk, and Karen's like, something weird is going on with that house, and it's like, fucking duh. Um, I really hope the cops are like, really? What gave you that clue? Kind of like that. Um, but she says she doesn't remember, like, what happened and why she was unconscious at all or anything. Convenient. Great. So the only hope that we had to hear about what the hell goes on after the screen cuts to black, and she doesn't remember. Not a fucking clue. So then we Did cut. Did they ever suspect her? Cause like, or are they just like it's fucking ghosts? No, this this movie never explores any avenues it introduces. Like, there's never a moment where it's like, well, you are the only one there, and the woman's dead. No, it's just like, oh, it's a shame what happened. Well, you're okay now. You can go. Put this <laughs> in an American context. A foreigner shows up, and there is a death that gets her put into the building. Which immediately after she gets into the building, there is another death, and then they or there's a disaster or something like that, resulting in them finding the care the person she's supposed to be taking care of being dead, and then they search the house and find two more dead bodies. Yep. What do you think happened? Nothing happens. She made chairs out of their bones and skin, Pete. <laughs> she has a cabin in the woods in. Wherever the woods are in Japan, and it's filled with skull bones and bone chairs. This isn't Kyoto Chainsaw Massacre, Kev. <laughs> Reel it in. Join me back in the actual movie. So, we then cut again to another random fucking thing happening. Of course we do. And so we see the sister, the businesswoman. The, the only one left. Yes. She's at work at night. She gets a call, and it's her brother's number, but when she answers, she only hears this weird throat gro groaning noise that the ghosts have been making so far in this movie. Now, does she... Is this, like, in the time frame, is this in this... Like, she's already been told her entire family has been murdered? Presumably no, because when she gets the phone call from her brother, she's expecting it to be him. Okay, great. I was gonna say, because... That is a cold woman who's just like, wow, my whole family got murdered. Back to work. <laughs> Gotta get this project done. Um, and, uh, by, by the way, now that I mentioned this weird throat noise, I'm sure you've probably heard this in pop culture, Kev. The noise the ghosts make in this movie is... They just do that at you. Really creepy. Yeah, it is. It's disturbing, but yeah. Uh, so she doesn't know what to make of the phone call, and she starts leaving, and she's going down the stairwell for whatever reason when she gets attacked by fucking ghosts. See, if she just took the elevator, ghosts can't ride elevators. Did you know that? The elevator goes up, but they just go straight through their bodies. That's a fair point. Uh, yes. 
But yeah, the fucking long-haired ghost just starts like running, chasing her up the stairwell, and she goes back into the office area, and she runs to the security room, which is like, hey, that never happens in a fucking horror movie. Good for you. You know what? Yeah, she so far is the smartest character in this movie. She's like something. She tells the security guard something weird happened, and he goes to check it out, but he doesn't find anything. However, when she's sitting in the security office and watching the security cameras, she sees the ghost come out of the stairwell and heading up the hallway. So she books it out another exit and leaves the building and takes a cab home. All right. I was not expecting her to make it out of that building. So that's good. (laughs) She's got a really uh, bad situation to come home to, though. Well, remember, she doesn't live with the rest of her family. She has her own apartment somewhere else. I don't know much about Japan, but these people must be loaded because I'm pretty sure... The one thing I do know is there's not a lot of space there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, her apartment's like... It looks like an American-sized apartment, and we both know that's not... That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately for her, she's followed home by the ghost. It's actually pretty cool. The one, one of the few scenes that I thought was really cool in this movie is she's going up an elevator that has like a section that's just like the door has like a windowed section and she's like got her eyes closed she's you know she's tired she's stressed out so she's not paying attention but every floor it goes past Toshio's just standing there looking into the elevator it's classic envy it's ghost envy because they they can't use the elevator (laughs) exactly he's just jealous He's, He's like, running up the stairs really quick to glare at her. Yeah, he can't enjoy the joys of the elevator. They're they're really if you've never been on an elevator, guys, you should try it sometime. I don't know who we're appealing to here. <laughs> People who live in very flat areas, you know, Kansas folks. So she gets to her apartment. Everything seems okay at first, but she goes to bed, and this is one of the infamous scenes from this movie. She gets in the bed, hears a weird noise, and lifts the covers up, and there's the fucking long-haired ghost just coming up at her from underneath the blanket. Oh, that's creepy. Yep. As I'll get out. And that scene cuts to black, because it's it this does. movie. Why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> I swear, this was going to be like a really gory, bloody horror movie, but then somebody fucked up in the ordering process, and like the 720 gallons of blood that they were going to order for the special effects never got delivered, so they're like, you know what, let's just cut before anything happens. I mean, I'm sure someone would say it's all, it's more atmospheric and creepy, but... And then they're going to quote that they you only ever see the shark and jaws, like, for <laughs> 13 nanoseconds, and it's the scariest movie of all time. We've all heard it. 13 nanoseconds, I That's it. It's just a blip. <laughs> it's subliminal. Anyway, so our next you know, time jump is Karen being questioned by the detective... Who reveals that it looks... I don't know why he fucking tells her this, but he reveals to her that it looks like the husband killed him, his wife, and then himself. Oh, okay. Well, that's solved. He doesn't say how, and he doesn't explain how their bodies look like they're, you know, ten years old when they've been dead for ten hours, but whatever. Details. He killed her with an aging gun, Pete. Come on. And then shot himself with it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, She then also hears the detective talking to his partner out in the hallway and she hears them mention that the fir- that they were the first family to live in that house since the discovery three years ago okay something's afoot with that house kev no you don't think 
So Karen gets out of the hospital, uh, but she's haunted by visions of the ghost that killed Emma. Like, she sees it in reflections in glass and shit like that. Which bothers me, because the sister, who was only tangentially fucking related to that house, got killed right away. But Karen, the ghost, is just like, hey, hey, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna mess with you. Uh, we then get the second infamous scene from this movie where Karen is at home. She's taking a shower, and as she's, like, scrubbing her hair... Oh, s- I know this one. The guy comes up through the shower curtain with a knife. A wrong movie. And then he just opens it. And just... Yeah? No? No, Kev. No. What I happens... Mean, that was also an iconic scene, I'm pretty sure. Not from this movie. <laughs> What happens is as she's, like, scrubbing her hair in the shower, the ghost fingers run through her hair, like, out of nowhere. Creepy. Yeah. But then, Which like, ghost? I'm assuming the little kid's a ghost. Well, yes, he's shown to be. So we've got two ghosts so far, long-haired ghost and little boy. But it looks like long-haired ghost is doing all the, the heavy lifting. Little boy is just standing around looking creepy. That is correct. Well, he, he did, did jump at wife. the husband and presumably oh, killed... Oh, right. He took the... Okay. My guess about the whole, like, the reason why they're taunting um, Buffy and not the sisters, I'm guessing they were trying to just... They wanted to kill everybody and torture her. They forgot about the sister because she wasn't really in the picture. And they're like, oh, shit. We got to do everybody in the family. Hold on a second. And they just pop out, whack her real quick, and then they jump back. No, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Um... So nothing else happens to Buffy because plot armor, I guess. I don't know. Um, she just needed a good head massage. Yeah. Quickly, we cut to Ted Raimi, who's at work closing up at night, when Yoko comes walking in, and he's like, Yoko, where have you been? But when she turns around to face him, her clothing is all torn, she's covered in blood, and her jaw is completely missing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know, I know where it is. <laughs> yes, Kev, thank you. And so I took those notes. Uh, you'll love this. Ted Raimi screams in terror, and then the screen cuts to black. Of course it does. And he's dead. Maybe. We don't know. He's definitely dead. <laughs> the only one I'm unsure about being dead is Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to Karen. She's doing research on the house and learns that the original Japanese family all died there from a murder-suicide. Okay. She also finds a news article about Bill Pullman's suicide. Oh, there's Bill Pullman. Yeah. Like, for no reason, it's, like, in there. Like, it's, there's an article, she's looking up old news articles, and it's like, family dies in tragic, blah, 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 blah. And then under it's just like, American man throws himself off a balcony, and it's like, Okay. okay. That's <laughs> still have nothing to do with the rest of this movie. She Thanks. just randomly decides that the two are connected and she's like, I need to investigate this as well. No, it's just some random guy who threw himself off a balcony. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why she thinks they're connected, but movie. Uh meanwhile, the detective sees the ghost on the security footage from the office building and looks very concerned. I I would be concerned too. This seems like pretty shitty ghosts. Like they Got caught on camera? Yeah, they're fully visible. Oh, I mean, come on, dude. The ring. Japanese ghosts can be filmed. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they could be more than filmed. I think the Japanese ghost in that one was film or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to try to figure it out. Yeah. So Karen goes to the widow of Bill Pullman's character, right? 
All right. And she's like, I know this is going to be strange, but I need to ask you some questions about your husband's death. So this woman, American woman, still living in Japan for reasons unknown. It's uh, just this food's so nice. She just, she's like, yeah, my husband was a professor at the college. And then, oh, I don't, like, this was very sudden. He just, I don't know why, he just suddenly killed himself. And so at this point in the movie, we get, like, a flashback. The audience is given one. But I don't understand how Karen <laughs> gets this information because it doesn't seem like the wife knew what was going on. But we're shown that the the Bill Pullman, the college professor, was being stalked by a woman who was like a, a former student of his. And she became obsessed with him. And we find out he went to her house to confront her and be like, you can't be doing this anymore, blah, blah, blah. But when he gets there, he just finds... Toshio, like, battered and beaten, like, he's covered in cuts and bruises and bandages, looks very much abused, and the parents are not around anywhere. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we're shown. We then cut to Karen confronting the detective, and she's like, this is what I learned, that that there's a family that lived there, and they all fucking died horribly. What happened? And he reveals that three of his colleagues died mysteriously while investigating the murders at that house. Everybody who goes near this house gets fucking killed. Why did they not burn this house to the ground? Well, funny you should say, he then straight up tells her, he goes, there's a legend in Japan of a curse where if a terrible event happens, it will stain the place it happened in and haunt anyone who goes there. Then why are they letting people go there? I don't know, man. (laughs) That's why they let the Americans take it. Nobody else wanted it, but they're like, you know what? Those guys. Yeah, yeah. So the detective, we cut to like him later. He's having a drink and he's looking at photos of his deceased uh, uh, colleagues and stuff. They were friends of his. And in a fit of grief... He grabs a can of gasoline, and he's like, I'm going over there, and I'm burning that place to the ground. There we go. That's what we get. He walks Finally. In the, he walks in the door and immediately is tricked by the ghost and killed. Tricked? He hears noises. So he goes to investigate, and he goes into the bathroom, and he sees a little boy with his head in the tub drowning. And he's like, oh, shit, I'll save you, little boy. And it's fucking Toshio. And before he can do anything about it, the long-haired ghost comes out, and he's fucking dead. Toshio's kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. But it's like, dude, you know there's a fucking curse, or at least you believe there's a curse. Why did you even go in? You can pour gasoline on the outside. Oh, wait, this is in the house? He's in the house, yes. Oh, I thought he was, like, still in the police precinct or or he's in his own house. But no, he went to the house and he was like, oh, this random, this must be a terrible thing happening. Let me fix it. No, what the hell? It's pretty Aside from the fact that it's an active crime scene, why the hell would there be a small child in there? (laughs) I don't know. So... After that, Karen goes home, and she, because this is a fucking movie, she finds a message on the machine from her boyfriend being like, hey, you uh, you haven't been home all day, I was worried, I found the research you were doing, which, I'm gonna stop myself right here, Kev, that doesn't make any fucking sense, because she's all been doing this research in the one day. What yeah, did he, fu- yeah. like, she did research and left the house with it. Uh, but he's like, maybe he came home and the entire living room was just covered in newspaper clippings. He's like, what the fuck? Well, no, she was searching it on the computer. <laughs> yeah, but then she printed it all out and cut them out and then <laughs> left them all over the floor. 
So he's like, I'm going to that house you were looking into. I hope you're there and I find you. What the hell? So she's like, Jesus Christ. She races over to the house to stop him. Hey, Pete, if I ever, like, go into your house to look for you because you've been gone and I see a bunch of things, like, this, this, all this stuff talking about this random house that you're going to go investigate and all these deaths, you're going to get a voicemail message that's going to be like, hey, I found your research. I'm going to stay the fuck right here. Call me and maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> that's why I'm not taking one step towards that damn house you have. That's why you're my best friend, Kev. It's called Death House on Dead Hill. I'm not fucking going there. <laughs> Death House. Okay. So, Karen raises over. She gets to the house, and then, for reasons, <laughs> the ghosts are like, you know what? This girl needs to know the whole story. This girl's cool. You know what? Let's go, let's, let's, let's go in. She... So, she immediately experiences a full-on auditory and visual hallucination of the events that originally transpired. My guess is, is they heard the kind of shit she was getting back up to uh, in America, and they're like, we don't want to fuck with this lady. Like, <laughs> let's not, tr- let's let's mess with her a little bit, but like, don't try to kill her, because she will stake us, and we will die. They're not vampires, Kev. Okay, but like, I'm pretty sure she took out things that weren't vampires in that show. Yeah, but not by staking them. I was going with the easy joke, Pete. Come on. I can't let you have that. Anyway. Right, so what happens in this house? Yeah, she has a vision of the day Bill, Bill Pullman comes to the house and he finds the boy. The parents are around. He finds the diary of the woman who, by the way, the, 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 the woman who became the ghost, her name is Kayako. He finds. Okay, hold on a second. Who is doing all this again? Bill Pullman. Oh, cause he okay. So this is the continuation of the story that we heard from the lady. Yeah, Buffy, he goes in. He finds Buffy the... is now hallucinating and seeing this play out in real time. Okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. So, Bill Pullman finds Kayako's diary detailing her obsession with him, and yep. then and then he discovers her body stuffed in a closet and like brutalized and yeah, she's quite dead. Okay, but the little kid's still alive, right? Uh, yes. You said he was in really rough shape, but he's still alive. Yeah, as far as... the parents are nowhere to be found. Right, right. Got it. So he finds the wife in the closet, the Kayako, who was obsessed with them, and then he finds Kayako's husband's body hanging in one of the rooms. Okay, so parents are dead, little kid's still good. Uh, well, no, because then, um... I don't know if Buffy is experiencing this or if Bill Pullman is also experiencing this, but we're shown a vision of the husband had found Keiko's diary and in a fit of rage brutalized her and then murdered her and then murdered their son and the cat. Oh, man. He went all out. The cat, too, huh? Yeah, and then seeing that he's hung, it's... So here's... All right, I have to interrupt myself real quick. I thought... I mean, this movie does it to itself enough, so go ahead. I thought because of what happened previously, the husband killed Keiko and Toshio and then hung himself. Yeah, yeah, that sounds it sounds about right. That's Tracks. what the fucking movie shows. Like it's you just <laughs> they find him hanging. They don't you don't yeah. get to see him hang himself, but you see him hanging. You don't get to see anything in this movie, Pete. But when I was doing research online, I guess what actually happened is that he killed them. And then when Kayako, like, I guess minutes later, came back as a revenge ghost, she murders him. 
But I, I swear to you, Kev, if you watch this movie, that's not indicated at all. Anywhere. Okay, no. cool. So all of this traumatizes Bill Pullman. So we see he leaves, and then the next morning is when he kills himself. So that kind of makes sense in this, like... Because up all this entire time, I'm like, what is the Bill Pullman scene? Because it makes... There's zero connection with the rest of the shit going on in this movie. Right. It's a mystery that they build up to, and then this is the big reveal moment. All right. So he just felt bad. He, yes. <laughs> it's not... So, like, yeah, I don't know if he killed himself because the curse sometimes make you, makes you do that, or if he killed himself because that's a legitimately horrifying thing to experience. Right? Right? Uh, Karen finally after that snaps back to reality and finds her boyfriend in a state of shock much like the wife from earlier okay and this is when we get the third and final infamous scene from this movie she's trying to like drag him out of the house when Kayako shows up at the top of the stairs and does her weird fucking contortionist stutter crawl down the stairs I think I've seen that in like previews and some shit and you've probably seen it parodied many many times badly but yes (laughs) and she just sort of fucking crawls up touches the boyfriend and he just dies well but she can't avoid security cameras no can't use elevators (laughs) and then as the ghosts start surrounding and converging on karen she kicks over the gasoline can lights a lighter and throws it into the gas these people can kill people with the touch and they couldn't stop that they were converging on her very slowly and dramatically. They just really had it out for... The grudge was against her for some reason, because they seemed to really, like, have it out for, like, messing with her. Mm, yes. Everybody else, they just kill. Her, they fuck with. And they don't even succeed... Well, roundabout. So the final scene of the movie is Karen wakes up in the hospital. Because she was on fire. Well, she's slightly injured but you don't actually see any burns on her and the police are like you know you we were able to pull you out you're you're safe now and by the way the house was saved too and it's like why why did we not let the house burn down and you hear about the 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 curse come on as karen is left alone to um like see the the body of her deceased boyfriend uh the ghost fucking shows up again and attacks her and the movie cuts to black and that's the end of course it cuts to black. All it does, all this movie is good at is cutting to black. That's what it does, Kev. And that's the, the grudge. End. The end. Man, they don't make it easy on us. <laughs> you want to be scared? Fine, we'll make you scared. But also you got to think. you got to think about it. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? You don't know. We don't know. Be scared. Yeah, and that's basically, like, the every grudge movie is, like, non-linear storytelling and mysteries that get solved and shit going on and fucking ghosts. And <laughs> fucking ghosts. All right, well, um, I want to talk about the movie more, but it just is just a, a shit show. All right, what about, okay, was the movie put together well? Um, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's the, it's shot really well. It is creepy. The ghosts are creepy. Um, so it's effective as a horror movie on that end. 
I obviously, I think you can tell, have problems with some of the plot beats. Um, it seems like there's, it didn't spend a lot of time explaining how things happened. It just put you into these scenarios. Pretty much. And, like, okay. there's that fine line between, you know, I don't need everything explained to me. I'm fine with a movie being a little vague, a little, you know, allowing the audience to fill in the blanks, let the story tell itself. But on the other hand, if you go too far as I believe this movie does sometimes, it's like, I legit just don't know what's going on, and it's not being explained, so I guess I'm just along for the ride? Like, If I am, if I get a phone call, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go, and the next moment you see me driving on the highway, you don't need me to, you don't need the movie to explain yeah. that I ran downstairs, grabbed my keys, jumped in my car, and drove. That is not there but if i'm like oh shit i gotta go and i'm now in a rocket ship <laughs> and i'm in the fucking like and i'm in a spacesuit going to the moon there needs to be some sort of explanation here yeah exactly and there wasn't in this movie from what i can tell no it's very like i said i didn't understand from watching the movie that the husband was killed by the ghost of his wife not that he i thought he killed himself I was thinking more along the bo- the boyfriend situation and also why they were singled Sarah Michelle Gellar specifically out when they just straight up murdered everybody within like 30 seconds of meeting them. Yeah, why does she get to live so long but everyone else is just immediately killed as fast as possible? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've heard of situations like you've, you've told me about these movies before where there's like that one person who's getting tor- terrorized and there's reason for it they're like the big reveal is like oh well you were the sister or like you're the one who actually did this or or your brother was the one who did this but apparently she was just some chick that was there at the wrong time in the wrong place yeah and the ghosts were like hey this one this one we're gonna fuck with and then we're gonna kill (laughs) and i guess so that leads me kev into my point on this is another one of those movies that drives me up the wall because there's no solution. If you encounter this curse, you're going to die, and that's it. No, there seems to be a solution. Burn the fucking house to the ground. We'll never know, Kev. Yeah, you don't know if that works or not, because they saved the house. But yeah, it's just one of those stupid things where it's just like, this woman was brutally murdered and so she's now trapped in the emotion of rage as a ghost and it's like well yes i feel bad for you but fuck you i just walked into the house (laughs) i did nothing bad and now i have to be brutally murdered they were offering the apartment at a discount okay in this economy you take what you can (laughs) I, i you know what's annoying about that is that that's you're saying that as like an entire aspect of the movie like the entirety of the movie is is skewed and they only did the only reason you're saying that is because of one short scene where they decided at the very end to not make it end happily cuz they could have had it been well not happy um but they could have had it that buffy kicks over over the can lights that shit on fire wakes up in the hospital and they're like it burned to the ground there were no there's nothing left of the place we're sorry and she smiles and goes on with the rest of her life now that you know she can get back with angel because her stupid boyfriend's dead um (laughs) but they don't do that they're like no 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 no. that sounds too happy let's save the house 
throw ambiguity into the whole situation, and then murder her. Yep. Because if, if she just burned the house down and then the movie showed that that was that, you'd be like, okay, that's how you solve it. But we'll never know. And I'll no, just... Because... Spoilers right now, Kev. In every sequel to this movie, it's every sequel is just about the curse continuing to spread and no one's ever able to defeat Kayako. Well, I'm wondering if that's a societal thing. Um... Well, it is based you know. on an actual Japanese legend of the, the type of vengeful spirit is called an onryo. And it's pretty much exactly like the movie portrays. If someone who dies because of some horrible, horrible thing happening, they're stuck as a wrathful spirit who just fucking fucks shit up for the rest of eternity. I mean, that would explain Detroit. <laughs> No, Japanese uh, legend, Kev. Japanese legend. <laughs> well, no, and that's that's what I was saying about cultural stuff. Is like, I feel like in cultures that aren't America or aren't Western, uh, there's a lot less. Here's how you fix the problem, and a lot more like sometimes shit's just fucked up, and you can't deal. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, just just don't and go that's to that place just anymore. The world. That's it. And you've got no recourse, and just that's what happens. Yeah. But I feel like in a lot of the Western stories and legends and movies they're like okay this shit's fucked up but here's how we fix it let's go and then we do it and we win obviously kev if they had just found her pot of gold and was holding one of her gold (laughs) coins she couldn't harm them anymore nope nope she'd put it in their stomach and that would be a bad day for everyone (laughs) um all right ask me the question pete would you watch this movie nope i'm not surprised I mean, I wouldn't get halfway through before I was just like, listen, I, yeah, I'm pretty scared and I'm kind of a sissy about it, but I'm also really just confused and frustrated, so I'm going to go. <laughs> who do, how about you? Who do you think uh, should see this movie? Um, so, uh, clarifying, I haven't watched this movie since high school. So, like, when it came out, 2004, 2005. This was my first time revisiting it in, you know, almost 20 years. And I just wasn't a fan of it anymore. I don't think Were it's you a, a fan of it to begin with? I was. I dug it. Like I, I definitely watched The Ring more times than this because I've seen The Ring multiple times. I've seen its sequels. The Grudge, I've only ever watched the one time before this current review. And it's like, yeah, there's ghosts are creepy when their hair's all in their face and shit. But like, I don't know. It just never hooked Remind me originally. But this time was even worse. I was just like, eh, I don't like the story. Remind me. Did they fix anything in the ring? Did they figure out how to fix it? Yes. If they keep make, if you make a copy of the tape, the ghost won't kill you anymore. Oh right, right. And then you, somebody else has to watch it or something like that. It was a, they turned it into a weapon at the end. Yeah, basically, you have to make a copy and show someone else, and then they have to make a copy and show someone else, and it's a whole thing. The invention of YouTube completely kills this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that that kind of gets used in a movie called Truth or Dare, but we'll talk about that another day. No. Um, but this one bugs me because even just on the level of like, so the ghost kind of recreates how it was murdered and how it murders other people, except for the times when it doesn't. I was going to say, there didn't seem to be any, the, who it was targeting didn't seem to be any sort of rhyme or reason. Besides, they're connected with the place. Even the sister, like... She was just in the family. She no, didn't she, live there. She visited once, and that was it. And that was enough for the ghost to be like, you know what? Fuck that bitch. She has to die. <laughs> oh, man. A mailman has never survived more than one shift <laughs> in that neighborhood. But, yeah, like, I don't like that there's not a lot of, like, steady rules or anything other than just you show up, you die. That's it. 
So, no, so there doesn't seem to be any rules. There doesn't seem to be any sort of solution. There doesn't seem to be any sort of rhyme or reason to it. It's just bad thing happened, scary ghosts kill people, which is a little simplistic, I would feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it bugs me. So, I um, I don't think I would recommend this to horror fans. I mean, obviously, if you want to check out, like, the classic J-horror films, I mean, to be fair, on a $10 million budget, it made $187 million. So, it did all right. It did, Other people liked it. It did fine. Yeah, it's a well-known movie. Um, it just wasn't for me, I guess. Uh, if you're not a horror fan, I don't think this is going to be a good entry film because it's... Kind of like once you actually get into what the subject matter is, it's pretty dark. Um, yeah, lots of abuse going on left, right, and center. So I think I would, I would, I would recommend The Ring before I'd recommend this one to people who aren't already into horror. Right. Which has also kind of got dark subject matter, but I think it's a better movie and it's more uh, like accessible. This one is just all over the place, as you fucking recognize, Kev, because you didn't even know what the hell was going on as I was explaining it. I don't know. There was something about Guy Fox blowing up the parliament. That's all I remember. Now, I feel like you're inserting details. Uh, if it helps, this was a plague to me while making my notes. If anyone wants to just go on Wikipedia, the movie is presented in chronological order instead of how it's portrayed in the movie. That seems like a... a poor choice for getting people to understand what this movie's about <laughs> they'd read the if somebody like what reads the wikipedia entry before they watch the movie they'd go to watch the movie and be like wait a minute what the fuck is bill pullman doing here <laughs> well they really got to that plot point quick <laughs> uh so anyway that's all i have to say about it kev is there a special group who you think would benefit from watching the grudge i think if you want to know what happens to Buffy between episodes and you want to know what happens to the president in Independence Day after the movie and you want to know these things, don't go see this movie because it doesn't fucking tell you anything or show you anything. If you want to just be generally confused and scared, this seems like it's it's a great movie for you. <laughs> If you're like, I want to see what it's like to, like, have suddenly hit my head and lost my memory, and now I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm scared and alone, this movie seems to really recreate that well for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we should probably, like, in honor of this movie, we shouldn't even, like, end our episode the way we normally do. We should just cut it to black. Just real quick. Okay, do we really want to emulate the things that we are making fun of? That would... I mean, I have made quite a few uh, deck chairs out of bones. So Wait, what? Don't worry about it. Hey, everybody, thanks for uh, listening. Have a really great night, and uh, don't get too scared. Bye! Bye!